This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Hallelujah, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Just wave your hands to the Lord. Wave your hands to the man that cares. They say like you just don't care, but I pray you wave them because God does care. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to be in the book a minute. If you don't have a Bible, you could get one of ours. We're going to be in the book of Psalms. And that's a little hymn book inside the Bible. Isn't that great? And you could find it easy. You close the Bible, right? And look at the edge. Put your thumb in the middle, right? And open it. You'll be in the book of Psalms. We're in the Living Truth series, part four, in pursuit of what? Heaven's purpose, right? And uh, we're going to be in Psalm 119. That's the largest one. Psalm 119. Go to the second part of it because it's written in an acrostic with the Hebrew alphabet. And we're going to the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Beth, and starting at verse 9. There, it's chopped up in eight verses each, right? So, Psalm 119, uh, verses 9 through 16. I'm going to be there. And then you could flip to the New Testament after you pass uh, Malachi, right? And then you go to the New Testament, and then Matthew is right there. Thank God. We're going to read a word from Jesus, uh, one verse from there. Uh, Matthew 16, we're going to be in that chapter. So, I'm going to read to your hearing. We thank God for you and you and you. Let's go to the word. Psalm 119, 9 through 16. I'm in the King James Version. Uh, it says, uh, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And it, it answers the question, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart. And that means placed it in there and let it do what it came to do. Hid in mine heart that I might not what? Sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of my mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Now we go swiftly to Matthew 16, verse 25. And I'm yet in the King James Version. It reads the words of Jesus. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall what? Find it. Amen. Lord, I pray that you will reveal truth in your word by your spirit as only you can. We know you're able. Bless us to do better for you. Advance your kingdom in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. As Savior of the lost world that we live in, it is Jesus' eternal intention to rescue all of us, all of mankind, because uh, we have been spiritually imprisoned by sin. We have been deceitfully and fatally sickened by the sting of death and misdirected in our eternal heavenly purpose. That's what the devil wants us to do. Not look to God, but look to him. The utter profound truth of loving, uh, 
of the loving salvation chronicled within the pages of this living word will become quite evident as its content is intimately embraced by all souls who will accept and prioritize the gracious love of God. As we daily seek after God in a diligent manner, he will reward us with intimate revelation. That's what that scripture means. If we intend on being faithful followers, in other words, disciples of his leadership, then we will comply with his moral statutes, right? His social statutes and the spiritual specifications of his kingdom. Christ is the living word of God. When God said, let there be Jesus went to work, amen? the living word of God, and the word of God must be heard. It must be accepted in your heart. It must be depended upon daily in your everyday life. Why is that? Because Jesus came to restore us. Look at somebody and say, Jesus came to restore us. Amen. We're going to talk about that today. You know, we're in the book of Matthew to help us open up our presents. Ah, it's the Christmas present. Matthew helped us. He gave us this revelation through the Holy Ghost. Matthew is basically letting us know that God wants to clean us up and replace the old contents of sin that have been uh, innately stored, born with it. Uh, and he wants to replace it with new, improved contents that only he can provide. Only God can provide it. Uh, and in Matthew 16, 25, we read it. Jesus says that uh, if we insist on preserving our way of life with all its wrong hungers and desires, we will lose it eternally. Now, think about this. Anybody got a refrigerator? A fridge? Amen. You know how sometimes, you know, we go through and we cook and we, we eat some and then we put some away. Eat some now, save some for later. Anybody got Tupperware or something like that? Or something that you contrived of, your own concoction that looks like Tupperware. And uh, you put stuff in there and sometimes you forget what you put in there and, and it gets shoved in the back. And then the new stuff come, right? Then eventually you shove that in the back. Then some more stuff comes. Then after a while, you open the fridge a few weeks later. I thought I smelled something. Well, maybe not. Close it. Go on about your business. Then you open it again. Dog, it got louder this time. Lord. Then you find something way in the back. Oh, my God. I put that back there several weeks ago. And you open it. It got a big old green afro on it and everything. Lord, God. <laughs> and it smelled horrible. When you open it, woo, you get the, yeah, that's the source. Mm, Lord. One time I had one so bad, I just threw the whole Tupperware away. I said, Lord, I, I'm not even dealing with that. No. Looked like it took over the Tupperware. I, I ain't going to be able to clean that. No. I just threw the whole thing. I said, it's not all that important. I could buy another $4 thing and put it in there. Amen. They got some yeah, that's like Tupperware. They done stole the idea. Glad Company got it and some other ones. My wife make my lunch in them. Fresh ones. She put it in there and snap it shut. Take the air out and snap it. We want stuff that's fresh and clean and good, don't we? Think about sin. It's not clean and fresh and good. It appears so because the devil puts frosting on it. He'll take that nasty green afro stuff, smelly. My God, smell like 40 toe jams in a bag. My God, my God, my God. 
One time I, I was looking at Martin, he always snapping on Pam, you know. And uh, he said, your breath smell like a bag of armpits. I said, Lord, Jesus, that's really bad. <laughs> that's how sin smells, amen? But the devil put all kind of perfume all on it. They ain't going to know the difference. Put perfume all on it. Put frosting on it, you know. And then we just, ooh, this smell good. It tastes good. It look good. And we just, you just consume it. And we're used to it because we're familiar with it. Why? Because we were born that way. But that's not an excuse. We think we have an excuse. God, you made me this way. He said, no, that sin made you like that. You were fearfully and marvelously made. Even in the womb, I knew you. And you have a heavenly purpose. But Satan has clouded your vision, and you don't know it. You smell something else. Your olfactory uh, 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 system now is smelling something else. You, you got tuned up to that. And then your brain could get used to that smell. And the only way you could get out of use of that smell is you get a stank of smell. And that's how drugs works. You give them a little taste. Uh, this is not, this don't give me a buzz no more. I need something stronger. You know? And then the devil gets young people out of wedlock and make them get all into sensuality. And then a little bit of holding the hand. That ain't enough. I need a little bit more. And that's how he works. You know, sin just get, gets more and more and more bigger. And you need a bigger threshold. But you know what? The devil is copycatting being in the Lord. We, we're supposed to hunger and thirst after what? Righteousness. And it's supposed to get better and better. Better and better and bigger and bigger. And we want more and more of the Lord. We learn a little bit about the Lord. There must be more. Yeah, there's more. It's deeper. It goes deeper than that. And we learn the prophetic stuff and we get deeper into the Lord. This is real good. But that's not all. And then it ties to the other one. And all the scriptures is helping each other. And we see the bigger picture. But it's more bigger than what we could fathom or think because God can't pour everything into our earthly mind. We're going to be changed in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be given a spiritual body, and then we'll be able to understand it. But I think the Holy Ghost helped that hymnologist. We'll understand it better What by and by. You can't get it all right now. You can get a good amount. My God, it'll keep you out of trouble. But after a while, my God, the eternal hope of glory is going to reveal himself. And this Lord I've been praying to and having, amen, him speak to my heart and everything. I'm going to know him because I'm going to see him as he is. He's going to crack the sky. Oh, that's the voice I've been sensing. That's Jesus. We're going to know him. You got to know him right now before he cracks the sky. Oh, that's not real faith. He cracked the sky. That's not faith in the boy. Everybody see it. You got, to, you got to not see it physically and still, amen, sense him spiritually because God is a what? Spirit. And they that want worship him must worship him in what? Spirit, but that's not all. And in truth, capital T, truth, who is Jesus, because there's a whole lot of spirits out there. My God, but that's why the Lord said, I got I to gotta give the Holy Spirit some specificity. I got to call him what? Holy Spirit. Why? Because there's some foul spirits. There's unclean spirits. The devil caused that. He brought sin into the world and then just messed everything up. Adam and Eve didn't even have to worry about finding a clothing sale. They didn't have to have clothes. When sin came, everybody had to have clothes. My God, they had to worry about wrinkles and stuff. My God, getting older. My God, we see the, uh, this decrescendoing of the age, of mortality of man. They used to live a long time, Methuselah, my God, all of them, hundreds and hundreds of years old. 
I can imagine them in my elementary school. The kids like singing happy birthday to each other. And then they're like, are you one? Are you two? Are you three? They'll be all day on Methuselah. They'll be like five weeks later. Are you 900? Are you... Lord God, what happened to us? You know, sin is taking its toll. And the earth is reeling and rocking like a drunk man. The end is near. Jesus is coming back. Have you heard of wars and rumors of wars all around the earth? Famine, my God, sickness, pestilence. What's going on? We got three things going on at once. Trifold pestilence. My God, what's the one? A respiratory one. My God, RSV, we got what? COVID still showing its ugly head and, and flu going around, right? Influenza is her whole name. She said, just call me flu, baby, whatever. But you are killing folk, flu. My God, you need to shoe, flu. But all these things came because of sin. And, and man was tricked by the enemy. This is why Jesus came. He came to what? Restore us. He needs us to know, yes, you, you are on a sinking ship. And yes, the earth is a sinking ship. And I'm, I, I'm the what? Ark of, you know, safety. And we got to get in the, in the boat, the ship called Jesus, the ark of safety. And uh, we're all born and shaped in iniquity. One Christian rapper said we're born on what? Death row. And some of us seem to be enjoying the ride. But I came to tell the devil, the Lord sobered me up. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about as a what? Roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And God reminded me of that this morning in the vision. He said, the devil was uh, after Peter. He said, uh, and the Lord told him, he said, uh, Satan wishes to sift you up as wheat. Sift. You ever saw a sifter? My God. They, they, they chop the wheat down. They grind it down. The devil wants us to be ground up to smithereens until we don't exist anymore, until our name what means nothing. We can obtain all the stuff in the world, but you could gain the whole world and do what? Lose your what? Your soul. My God, there's a purpose in glory. Jesus came for a reason. My God, he wants to go into our soul like it's a refrigerator, replace all of the old stuff, that sin. You're used to that. You like that. No way. You shouldn't like that. I'm going to change your taste buds now. I'm going to change what your nose smells. That was a foul odor. You thought it was good. You got used to it. Now I'm going to show you the good stuff. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. I want to taste on God. Oh, everything that proceeds out of the what? Mouth of God. That's my bread. Hallelujah. And it's got to be fresh every day. That's the picture we see in the Old Testament. The shoe bread had to be what? Fresh. They didn't let it get moldy. That's a disgusting thing. It was a sinful thing. And we don't want anything sinful in our presence, not even a tiny bit. If you've got a little toleration of sin, it's going to take over your whole body. God said if a little bit of darkness is in there, it's going to deaden your whole vision. My God. So God in the Holy Ghost is going to show you your little thing. Amen. In the microscopic world, I was a microbiologist major for a minute, and that's a whole nother world. You could fit millions of germs on the tip of a pen. Isn't that something? The little world, and the doctors have to use special vision devices, microscopes, my God, and they could see them. And uh, when I was at the University of Miami, they had an electron microscope. They could look at electrons, and I was able to look at how a virus looks. 
It looks like a multifaceted diamond with legs on it. My God, three-dimensional. We saw the whole thing crawling around. I said, that's disgusting. It's millions of them and folks, the flu and COVID and all these things, my God. And back then, I had an unction. I said, we can, we can get a cure for cancer. I thought I could do it, my God. But God said, I have you for some other cancer, the cancer of sin. I'm going to use you for that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyhow, <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. But these little things, they get in your life, and they're going to take over in a minute. You didn't know it was on there, but you close it up. You close germs up in that Tupperware. You didn't know they were in there. And then one becomes two, two, four, four, eight, eight, sixteen. They multiply. My God, they grow like that. Within seconds, you got a whole city. That's why sin can't be allowed because it's going to make a stronghold in your soul. It's going to try to take over. And it's going to make a whole government in your mind. How you think. That's why Jesus have a lot to say about how you think. Let this mind be in you. That was also in who? Christ Jesus. In Philippians, he lets us know how to think. And he said, think on these things. It's got to be lovely. It's got to be pure. It's got to be righteous. Got to have a good report. If there be anything like that, that's what you should be thinking on. Hallelujah. Anyhow, Jesus came to what? Restore us. Get that funkiness out of there and cleanse us. Amen. God wants us to amen, give that stuff up, throw it away, all the old sinful contents of our mind and our emotions, ridding us of wrong hungers, wrong desires that are really against God. He's going to restore us with heaven's specifications. Thank God. The hindering problem is that Satan has filled the world with hungers of every sort to tempt our souls, including the people of God. I heard those uh, hip-hop honeys speaking against the people of God, saying we were hypocrites, my God. And they might have noticed us having the hungers that they have. Hungers of lust, power, money, fame seem very inviting after the monotony of day-to-day -day living, right? And even somebody else's spouse might look pretty good if you don't have one, isn't that right? My God, that's bad, but that's how the devil has it. It's his way to trap us. That's right. He entices us like a salesman, gives us a thought. And uh, that's why God said that's one of the things he hates. Those who sow discord uh, among the brethren, seeds of discord among the brethren. God doesn't like that. that's one of the things he hates. Why? Because it's just like Satan. Satan will drop something in your mind and, and he'll be the guardian of it. He becomes like the husband man. That's an old word for farmer. God's supposed to be the husband man of our soul. But sometimes we allow Satan to do it and he's mining his gardening. Keeping the weeds of holiness out, letting the decrepit things stay in. He works the opposite of God. These things will block us from hearing God. Sin is a destructive thing. It brings us ultimately to an eternal death. But God wants us to get off of that ride. Get out of that ship. That's the ship of death, my God. But we need the old ship of Zion, Jesus Christ, the ark of safety. We need to be in that ship. And that's what uh, Noah, the Noahic covenant, was helping us to try to see. 
God was trying to save the world. He had Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Eight folk. The beginning of what? New things. God wants the beginning of new things in us, and he's going to help us float over that mess. My God, save us, and, and he's going to land the ship. They couldn't land the ship. It didn't have a rudder. They couldn't tell it where to go. They didn't know where they were going anyway. And then when the uh, waters dissipated, it landed right there where it should have landed. My God, my God. And they didn't close the door of the ship. God closed it. Read the book. God's hand closed it. When it was time to shut the door, God shut it. It was given by a heavenly command, the blueprint, how to build it. Jesus is our master builder. He's showing us the way to safety. And uh, that blueprint today is the Bible revealing the truth of what we must do to be saved. God allows us to make decisions, though. See, he allows us to learn from the decisions we make, whether they be right or wrong. The right decision to make, which is based on the wonderful calling and opportunity he has given to us, is to yield ourselves under the mighty hand of God in faith, holy faith, that he will work in us. His work is always wonderful and good. Once we yield to God, we can set our mind to overcome evil desires and hungers. As we continue to hunger and thirst for righteousness, moreover, God will truly satisfy us. Thank God. There's so many dying today because of all of those things that are in the media, what movies show, what commercials are showing. Sometimes we had good kids shows. My kids were little, and we let them watch it. My wife and I would be in the living room. And then the commercials came. Then they had ungodly commercials <laughs> during the kids' hour. Isn't that something? And they would say certain things that shouldn't be heard by kids. And my wife and I would yell out songs and go, ah, blah, 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 so they wouldn't hear the thing. Mommy and Daddy, were they saying something bad? I said, yep, we don't want you to hear that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But God is like that. He wants us, amen, not to be taken over by sin. But sometimes we side with sin, our innate sinfulness. It's comfortable to us because we were born with it. It's familiar to us. So what couples with that as a bad team? The devil himself and also uh, pop culture, secular humanistic thought. That's like the evil trinity. And God wants us to depend upon the holy trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God gives us the purpose of heaven. The Son shows us how to live by it, and the Holy Ghost helps us to be able to do it. Amen. We need the Holy Trinity. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Without a doubt, this is the experience of this chosen writer of the 40th book of the Bible, a tax collector of all folk. Why would God call the man that would be most hated tax collector? My God. His name was Levi. My God. You ever had a levy put upon you? They kind of borrowed his name for that. My God, his name was Levi, a Jewish name meaning joined. Joined. My God. Better known to us by his Greek discipleship name that Jesus helped him to have, Matthew. That means gift of Jehovah. Isn't that great? He was called by Christ to represent God's interest as opposed to his former Roman representation because um, people looked at him like an Uncle Tom. Yeah, uh, you working for the man. And so why should we trust you? They hated him, you know. He was selfishly extorting money 
from his own Jewish people as he collected tax for their governing oppressor, uh, the Romans, my God. It is of no consequence that the Lord's grace morally transformed and transferred Matthew's sanctified skill set to bring prophetic fulfillment, bridging the continuation of his testimonial memoirs, the Testaments, and joining Greek and Jew, see, to form a new creation, the church, the Lord's church, Jesus's church. He joined us together. This book was written to encourage the early church at Antioch, where Jew and Gentile were joined as one. After joining the disciples of Jesus, not much later, Matthew had a large feast at his house with the presence of his former tax-collecting colleagues, as well as his new affiliates of the faith. Jesus was uh, rebuked by the Pharisees and their scribes for how he apparently tolerated what they thought to be a faulty fellowship. You could see Matthew, the ninth chapter, and Luke, the 15th chapter for that. Jesus graciously defended the purpose of his kingdom. Not, uh, he said it's not just about gathering for physical food, but for every word that what? Proceeds out of the mouth of God. Ah, are we learning anything? Come on, somebody. God wants to satisfy our nutrient needs, yes. However, we must adhere to that living truth. Anyone taking on God's name must be directed by him because he's the creator of all that is good and perfect. Adam's misdirected steps caused everyone after him to need regeneration by God's gracious power. God sent his word to accomplish this redemptive work, and uh, as revealed by his word, he cannot, what, fail? You know the rest. He can't lie and he can't die. Come on, somebody. God always will accomplish what he has what set out to do and will never return void. I love being on the winning side. I'm not going to return void. Hallelujah. Anytime I tip out, it comes back void. And I lost time, and I, amen, hurt relationships. So I decided to what? Follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. If none go with me, I what? Still will follow. No turning back. No turning back. We see in Matthew, he didn't turn back. In Matthew, we find that God the Father is letting us know that his son's mission is to what? Change our life. To bring us into his realm of agape, if you will, by forgiving our self-worshipping rebellion that keeps us falling short of his way of relating and by empowering us to bring his kingdom of love near to others by the radically changed way he enables us to relate better to others. Jesus never intends to keep us visibly good and pleasantly happy until heaven. He came to reveal the Father's nature for our sake and to exchange our dead nature for his eternal nature. I don't know about you, but I do better with the eternal nature. When I'm deep in prayer, I don't want to come out of there. So close to God, my God. God said, you got to go back out. You got kids and a wife. You got a career. You got the church over there. Better get on up. Get on up. The Holy Ghost, get on up. James White, get on up. 
It's about holiness and not what? Happiness. Thank God. Think about it. Thank God. And this, uh, and since this uh, world has accepted the perverted, deceitful ways of Satan, unfortunately, selfishness incorporated, I'm calling it, God sent his son, Jesus, as Lord of all. And that's a slap in the devil's face because the devil came down thinking he's going to trump over Jesus's power. Jesus said, I am the bright and morning star. Your name might have been Lucifer, a little bit of light, but you're not the light of the world. I am. And he moved him on out of the way. Hallelujah. You already got Jesus' Nike print when he kicked you out of heaven. Now I'm going to give you another one. Came down to earth to kick it again. And uh, it was prophesied in Genesis that the devil's head, what would be crushed? Yeah, he's going to bruise Jesus' heel, but he's going to crush his head. Hallelujah. Anyhow. And you know, Golgotha, the hill, looks like a skull. And the cross was put in there like it crushed a hole in his head. Because Jesus came to deliver us. He came to free the captives. He came to take the power of death and hell. Thank God he crushed the devil's head. My God, all up in the devil's uh, 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 headquarters, right? In the lair of the liar. He went on in there and defeated the devil. Because Jesus is really his master. He's over you. You need to bow down. Every knee's going to bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Even the devil got to do it. Who's Lord? I say, who's, what's my name? Lord. Now go on in the hell, the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone. And I don't want to go there. That wasn't created for us. We're going to be like intruders down there. And that's why the devil going to be real mad. There's going to be some bad things happening to folks' soul down there. My God, the enemy going to be down there and torment forever. And we're going to have a memory of what we should have done. You know, your memory will stay with you. That's why it's a lie for some folks to say, forgive and forget. God didn't make us forget. Healthy folk really don't forget. You ever notice folk that need counseling because they repress stuff? They try to bury it way down. Then it's going to come up, a big green afro going to come up and take over the whole refrigerator in a minute. Amen? And folk going to need to be delivered and set free. Some try to do it with medication and all that, psychiatric prescriptions. But I say sometimes it's a demon. The devil got to be what? Cashed out. You got to amen, call it out. And God will reveal who it is. And if he gave you the ministry, to cast it out. God will say, amen, I've revealed what it is. Now you call it out and cast it out. Hallelujah. Clean the vessel. Clean the fridge. Clean the soul. Hallelujah. God can do it. God can do it. Yes, he will. And yes, he can. Hallelujah. Anyhow, this world might be perverted, but Jesus came to restore us. Jesus said, I am the good news. Yes, the devil came to do what he came to do. Hallelujah, God. But Jesus said, I'm the good news, the son of God. And I have the Holy Ghost power. I depend on the Holy Ghost while I'm down here on this earth. My God, and you got to depend on the power of the Holy Ghost. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to be transformed. You got to have the power of the Holy Ghost so that you could, amen, not have to grow through darkness in life, but have your steps certain. Lord, the Lord will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Put the word of God in your heart so you won't sin against God. Hallelujah. Anyhow, 
we can choose to be empowered to serve God's kingdom, to relate as the Godhead relates in the Trinity. That's the holy fellowship. We need holy fellowship. We need eternity in us so we can have an eternal fellowship. It goes beyond what this earth can offer. That's why we yet smile in the midst of turmoil. We still have Christian fellowship. Even though the devil try to drown you out with his noise, God will give you what to preach and preach on over it. Anyhow, hallelujah, anyhow. That's the good news. And God is saying the Old Testament is like a prophetic flashback. The most crucial piece of the tabernacle furniture was the Ark of the Covenant. And guess what it represented? Jesus Christ, the Lord himself. He's the word who has the holy character that is all inclusive of what we need to be saved from our innate insufficiency. As we take a closer prophetic look at him, we notice that this God man is pictured in the acacia wood. You ever heard of that in the Old Testament? which is a type of his humanity, and the gold represented his deity. Both were unmixed, yet were fully united. In other words, joined to form one unit. Matthew was called joined for a reason. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And thank God for the revelation of how he's showing us this. It was here that God met with Israel and where the atonement for their sin was made each year in Leviticus 16. As Christ was obedient to accomplish the will of God, we also have to be obedient and work through the Holy Ghost power to accomplish the will of God. Heaven's purpose, not our own defiled purpose, but heaven's purpose. God allowed the mechanics of holy actions to work for the good of all, and so must we also work. We put uh, our tasks aside and did a work for the Lord on yesterday. Hallelujah. And I came out here this morning and looked like the devil got in, folks. Somebody left a dirty diaper right in the front out there, left a beer bottle all on the windowsill out there. But I just had the Holy Ghost overflowing from yesterday's love meeting to help the world see Jesus. And it still, amen, is in me. And I was overflood with it. And I just picked it up with my gloves on, Elder Gwen. I put my thick gloves on. I said, I'm not touching that. Hallelujah. Anyhow, I put my gloves on, had my bag, and I shoved it on in there, pulled a little bit of the weeds out so we don't look overgrown. Is anybody in there? Is anybody in there? <laughs> Hallelujah. I try to sweep it away, sweep away the cigarette buds, clean off the windowsill, pour out the beer down the, that stinky sewer thing down there. My God, and, and it's cleaned up. And did it because God showed me to do it. Amen. He sent me here to do it. Amen. Before the saints come, I came, made sure the heat was on. I came and made sure I bought some more of these plugins. These got, amen, the Holy Ghost oil in it. Now, they are emitting an aroma. Y'all smelled it when you came in, didn't you? You couldn't smell it last week because they were in need of a new filling, a new filling of the Holy Ghost. That's what we need. Sometimes we get dry. You can't do church with dryness. You need the Holy Ghost fire. How you going to love folk, amen, until they get saved? Without the love of God pouring out of your heart, that comes with the Holy Ghost fire in your life. You need the Holy Ghost. My father was a hard preacher. He said, we're born with hell, but we got to have enough Jesus to love hell out of folk. My God and God could do it. He could deliver folk if you love them right. 
If you do it through the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will lead you with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He'll tell you how and when. Thank God. And the why is always because God said so. Hallelujah. Because he, be, he came to what? Restore us. Thank God. We want to do what's right. We want to partake in things that work against the development of holy fellowship as revealed by God. It's a way of life for us. Because, amen, we don't want to have a contaminated character. We don't want to be, amen, singing the sad, sickening songs of rebels. We don't want to be rebellious. What, what does the Bible call rebellion? He says it, it is as the sin of witchcraft. We don't want to walk around here like witches and warlocks. No, no, no. We want to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost power. Thank God. We don't want to sing the song of the Pharisees uh, and the scribes who were at Matthew's house. They didn't know Jesus the way Matthew did. My God, they were murmuring. They were complaining. They were stabbing each other in the back, throwing each other under, under the bus. Murmurers, complainers, finding everything evil to talk about. My God, murmuring is devilish. It's a devilish meditation. It leads to ungodliness. It is the devil's gatekeeper that must never be allowed access to your heart and mind. It causes great damage when it is allowed to grow and breed. Perhaps we would have, have needed the testimony, wouldn't, uh, would not have needed the testimony types in the ark or God's grace to abound over the intrusive presence of sin if murmuring did not exist. Murmuring is a plague. It's that little thing that grows in the fridge. It stinks a little bit, but it gets louder and louder as the time goes on. It exponentially breeds like germs. But the gracious and almighty hand of God can withstand such alluring tricks of the enemy. Have you considered Romans 5, 20 and 21? We're almost done. Uh, it confirms that, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound to prove our guilt. In other words, it was like a mirror. The Old Testament is like a mirror showing us ourselves. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most funkiest of them all? My God. God is saying you toe up from the flow up, and if you're lukewarm, you're going to make me throw up. Isn't that right? Uh, God said, but where sin abounds, or the proof of our guilt was found, grace did much more abound. That is... That, uh, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life through Jesus Christ as our Lord. Like the murmurers uh, in the wilderness, don't be caught on the wrong side of the cross of Christ that bridges us back to God the Father. The grace of God gives us what? Power to obey in our heart, choosing against sin. Sin will come popping in your head, but you don't got to choose it. When you stop and meditate on it, that's when it gets you. I like that old song we used to sing in the hymn book back in the day, Yield Not to Temptation. For yielding is sin. Each victory will help you, some other to win. Look ever to Jesus. He will what? Carry you through. We're done. Amen. Don't forget that we have to have a daily hunger and thirst to seek after God in a haphazard way or a diligent way. Which one? Oh, y'all listen. Thank God. Diligent way. He will reward us with intimate revelation when we do that. He's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. What is he going to reward you with? Intimate relationship with him. Revelation of him.
It's not about cars and houses and stuff. God said, get your credit right and get a job. You'll be able to get that stuff. You don't need a miracle for that. Hallelujah. Anyhow, <laughs> thank God. Work a double shift if you have to. God will bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I got some new friends that believe like we believe. They believe in Jesus. They believe in leaning on the Lord, leaning on Jesus, my Savior forever. Hallelujah. I thank God. I thank you, Lord. He came to restore us to get along better together. He came to restore us so we could be a better light, so we could be a better witness to the world. It's dark and cold out there. We got to be light and warmth of life connected to the vine. Jesus said, when you're disconnected from the vine, you can't do anything. You're going to be cold. You're going to be obscure. You're going to be alone without God. But I'm going to be with you even to the end of the world. Come on in and be my disciple. Come on in and worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness and watch him work in your life. Somebody rest on your feet and let's bless God. Hallelujah. Jesus came to restore us and we're thankful, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. And we praise you, Lord. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.